0: Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the show. It's Ben here. Thanks for joining me. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Alexandra Kohut. She is the Director of Financial Services Business called FinPert. Alexandra, thank you very much for joining me today.
2: Hi, Ben. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: Great to have you along. And look, I'm I'm sure as an expat, you get annoyed just like I do. (laughs) No, I don't get annoyed. But um, (laughs) You are, like me, geographically confused. Where are you from? Where are you now? Where have you been?
2: Yeah, I think I'm confusing to other people <laughs> more than confused because i pretty know where where i am um so born in poland um ages ago uh but about 15 years ago i moved to scotland i was there for about 15 years and this year uh has been has seen a massive massive change and we moved to south lincolnshire where we are at the moment wow. so that's the mixture of all the different accents I can get in yeah. my in my um, accent at the moment because I pick them up very very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna so, change soon. <laughs>
1: yeah, look, it's a very common accent, the South Polish Glaswegian accent. Uh, I know. So <laughs> I will say before we get started that I once was sent on a project to talk to a group of warehouse workers in Glasgow, and I was taking surveys and you know doing some employee feedback stuff. For the first 25 minutes, I had no idea what they were saying. I was just writing stuff on a pad, just hoping maybe that it would come to me later. And I, I got there in the end. So, well done you for...
2: I was the same, Ben. Honestly, <laughs> when I moved to Scotland, it was like, I thought I knew English, but oh my God. I was like a totally different story. No, it was good.
1: Brilliant. All right. So, can you tell us a bit about Finpert? Why did you start the business? What do you actually do?
2: Um, so, I started my company just over two years ago, two and a half years ago. And I come from a corporate background, so I spent uh, well over 10 years uh, in different finance roles in, in big organizations. Um, and I got to the point where I, I just got burned out, to be honest. Um, I stopped loving my job. Um, and I decided I'll set up on my own, I'll start my own business, and I'll actually do something more meaningful. Uh, I'll be able to help small businesses with their finances. I mean... I never was a strict finance person as you would expect an accountant. Actually, I absolutely hate being called an accountant. Just makes me cringe. (laughs) Um, And I am a chartered accountant, so people kind of were expecting me to do certain things. But I always was working with project managers and non-finance people. And for me, it was the best thing. Um, I loved it so much that I decided, okay, I can do it on a smaller scale and I can actually make small business owners happy and I can show them how to do finances. And that's very much connected to my history as well. Um, I was trying to escape the nine to five as pretty much everyone does. And I set up three businesses on my own and they all failed. Um, and it was heartbreaking. It was so difficult, so tough uh, for, my, for myself, for my marriage, for everything. So I said, look, I know this can be done and this can be done properly. I knew what I was lacking when I set up my own businesses. So I said, look, I can, I, I've got this knowledge now and I can help people and uh, not to be in the same position. So FinPert basically trains business owners to get better with their finances, to know what need to pay attention to when it comes to the finances and not to get bogged down in all of those details of uh, bookkeeping and you know knowing where to allocate things and how to allocate it. Um, it's about having the right balance in your business And being a proper business owner, knowing what you need to know and leaving everything else to people who are better at it pretty much.
1: Yeah. So what kind of stuff didn't go well then in those early learning stages?
2: Well, you will not be surprised to hear that it was cash flow. Um, I was really good with managing other people's money. Really good. I had budgets of like $60 to manage uh, in 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 my corporate world. And then I had to manage the cash flow for my own business. And I failed, measurably failed. And... Uh, but but I know why it was. I didn't have help from the outside. Um, I um, my accountant just wasn't there for me. They've just you know they were there to do my statutory stuff, and I that, that's not something that will make it or break it break it for you in a business. Um, and I took my my foot of the pedal when it comes to cash, and you know ninety five percent of businesses don't survive because of cash, and I was one of them sadly.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I guess we talk about it in a little while, but yeah, profit is often the, the headline act, but it's cash flow that really runs the show. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess it sort of feeds into the question of what should SMEs, small to medium businesses, think about in terms of the most important things they need to know about when it comes to finances and managing money?
2: So for me, it's cash and planning your cash and managing your money this is the stuff that will make you money every single time. Yes, you can be absolutely amazing and brilliant when it comes to reading financial statements and reports and all of this. But if you don't look after your cash and managing your money, you will just never make it. And I'm having great examples of this with my clients at the moment when you know, I've got clients that have been in business for 15, 20 years and they've never done a cash flow forecast before. And suddenly, once they've been through my training and they know how to do it, they say to me, that's a game changer. That is such a game changer for them. And it's easy to do once you know how to do it. Um, And they say, you know, sorry. Sorry,
1: why is it such a game changer?
2: Because you feel in control. You know what's coming your way. You stop living in your bank account and you stop worrying about cash so much because now you know what's going to happen to you over the period of the next however many months you want to do your cash flow forecast over. Mm. But you can see, my clients are laughing, they are saying to me, we can see the reds at the bottom now. Red is the red line when they are going basically overdrawn, right? When there's not enough cash. And they said to me, because they can see it, they know roughly when it's coming. Because remember, cash flow is a projection, it's something in the future we do not have any certainty over it well we, we do it to a certain degree but because it's in the future it's like taking your crystal ball out and applying your professional knowledge and your professional judgment to prepare a cash flow forecast and that's what my clients do that that's the way they they do they plan their cash flow and they say to me by seeing the red at the bottom It gives them this power, this massive kick up their backside to do something about it. Um, Mm. And this is, is, again, going back to money mindset, this is a game changer for so many people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you why so many good businesses fail because we often hear these statistics. I'm just going by memory, but 8 out of 10 fail within the first five years, all that kind of stuff. I'm guessing it's cash flow. Is that right?
2: It is. Absolutely. It is the cash that kills so many businesses. And it's, it's quite sad because from my experience, a lot of it can be actually stopped. Uh, if the business owners did the cash flow forecasts properly, looked into the future, they can be proactive about it rather than being reactive, waking up one day saying, sugar, I don't have enough cash in my bank account. What do I do now? Because I need to pay for this, this, this yeah. and that. By being proactive, you can actually prepare for it um you can have a plan and um, you can ask for help if you have to you know you can go to the bank there are many many different options that people don't think about because once they are already in this cash flow panic when they don't have enough cash um they are exactly in the panic they they don't think outside of the box they are totally you know hiding under the duvet pretty much and this is when things go really really wrong
1: So what can businesses do? Because I'm guessing that some people listening to this think, well, I can go and pull out an Excel spreadsheet and make a cash flow forecast, but it doesn't change the fact that there is not more business coming in or I've got expenses going out. Mm -hmm. Writing it down isn't going to change that. What's your answer to that?
2: Well, it is going to change it because if you only think that you can do it in your head, I can tell you now you're wrong. You need to write it down. And just by writing it down, the way your mindset starts working, you will find new ways and different ways to make more money. Um, Again, that goes back to your money mindset. That goes back to how we were trained, how we were raised, um, how we look after your own personal finances. But in business, the minute you start paying attention to it, it becomes Um, more of the kind of manageable task. There is is the saying, you know, what we track expands. If you stop tracking your cash, it will expand. And there are different tricks and different methods and different things you can do to help you track your money a bit better. And I am a classic example here, absolutely classic example here. Um, As I said, I was amazing with managing other people's money. I was really, really crap with managing my own money until I actually got down to the bottom of my own money mindset and my own money management skills, both in my personal life and in my business. And once I got this, that that was like a game changer. It was, you know, the the cash is, and, and don't get me wrong, it's growing, but I'm doing certain things to help it grow. It doesn't only grow because I want it to grow. It's growing because I'm doing certain actions, certain things, and I know what's coming my way. It could be quite difficult for other people to to understand just by me saying this. But as I said, I've got examples like, you know, case studies from my clients who are saying to me exactly the same thing. So one of my clients I spoke to last week and um, he's uh, business 12 years. He's never done cash flow forecast. And he's always he always knew that he had some clients that never paid him on time. He had some clients that were late with payments and things like this. And now he's done his cash flow forecast. He's implemented new systems and processes in place that we spoke about. He's suddenly in a position where he doesn't have outstanding debt in his business. And he's like, that's the first time ever that I don't have to worry about outstanding money because I've got everything back with me. And he claimed about £6,000 from his other customers that were late with payments. So for him, it's a massive um, massive input of cash into his business. And this feeling of being in control, it just makes him to go for more.
1: Is that because it was written down, typed in and yeah. in front of his eyes yeah. that that yeah. change occurred?
2: Because the majority of business owners, what they do, they, and this, this very person said to me, I've, I've always been fine. You know, I've been in business for 12 years. I've never done a cash flow forecast before and I survived. Um, And that's music to my ears because I'm always asking, do you want to be surviving or do you want to be thriving in your business? Because if you want to be surviving, carry on doing what you've always been doing. You know, carry on with no cash flow forecast, nothing. Um, But if you want to thrive in your business, if you want a better life, if you want less stress, less worry, and start putting it down on paper and you will see the magic will happen.
1: Yeah, right. So we're talking about financial management uh, we've talked about spreadsheets. In my head, I'm, I'm seeing double entry accounting systems and stuff like that. Um, but you mentioned money mindset. So mm-hmm. where does that come into this? Because that is not a spreadsheet item.
2: No, it's not a spreadsheet item. Uh, but you would be surprised how your money mindset affects the way you do your cash flow forecast. It's honestly, it's it's great to see, absolutely great to see, um, money mindset and the money blocks that we all have, even when sometimes we don't realize, they are all there, and they will. Some of your money blocks will stop you from making more money. Some of the money blocks will stop you from making your cash flow forecast and creating mm. it.
1: What and, What do you mean? What What are some of these um, blocks that you describe?
2: So. You know, the stories we've all been told about money, right? Money doesn't grow on trees. Uh, You have to work hard for your money. Um, You know, money is the root of all evil. And things like this that are so deep ingrained into our brains that we start believing that they are true. Uh, And I'm showing my clients that they are not always true. And you can actually do certain things with your cash, but by planning, by looking into what you're doing with your business and by having some help, because I think the crucial part here is having someone to challenge you, to challenge your way of thinking. And that's why I've got a, a business coach, for example, and people come to me for advice when it comes to finances because they want this, they want this challenge. They want someone to ask them, Why? Why is it this way? Why not the other way? You know, why are you thinking that you need to work harder to make more money? Um, and c- quite often, people just hit the, the ceiling when, when it comes to their money, when it comes to their income. And that's a money block as well. So if you think you can only make, you know, 10, 20,000 pounds a month, that is your money ceiling. Um, and when you get to your 20, it will be very difficult for you to go over it unless you actually recognize that this is a money block. And you need to work on it to get rid of it. Right. Does it answer the question? It
1: does. You mentioned you had some mishaps earlier in your business career. Have you turned a corner? And, and was the mindset part of mm-hmm. that improvement?
2: Yes, mindset. Money, mindset was a massive, massive part here. I'm I'm coming from a, a worker's background. So my family, we were we were not poor, but we never had an, enough money. I would say. Um, so it was always my mom and my dad always said to me, "You have to work hard to to make money." Um, and do you know what? I've had business for two and a half years, and they still don't know I've got, I run my own business because for them it would be like, "How can you do it? You know, Something. it's not secure. It's this, 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 and that." Mm. Um, for me, it's normal, obviously now, but for them, it's not because they've not been raised this way. Um, and my money mindset. Uh, as an employee was that I can reach a certain level of salary and that was me and I transferred the same money mindset to my business I didn't know about money mindset as much as I do now uh, at the time and I didn't realize that my money block in terms of income from employment I was mirroring it onto my business and I I hit the ceiling in my business where I couldn't make any more money per month and I couldn't understand why until I actually started looking into my money blocks and to my money mindset. And I realized this is the block I've got and this is why I've got it. Because I am being a business owner, I am working less hours. So I'm not working as hard as I was previously. So how can I be making more money? Mm.
1: And what has been the result, not financially, but in terms of growth for your own business now since that change?
2: Oh, it's been massive. Um, I think the last six months um, have been absolutely tremendous for me uh, and for my business um, on different levels because of different things. Um, but I, I now work less than I ever before and I make more money than I have ever before and I help more people because I managed to scale up and I've managed to put the processes in place so that I can help more people um, without actually working more which for me is very, very important. That was one of the reasons why I started my own business to yeah. have more time freedom.
1: That's interesting. So I, with Mandy, with us, I run an HR consulting bootcamp and one of the sections, we're looking at revenue and profit and so on. And mm-hmm. we have spreadsheets to work out some plans and things like that. But number of times people put in 100K as their target for the business and it's just plucked out of the air. And it may be less sometimes, but it's just based on, Either former salaries in an internal role, or just some arbitrary salary basis. It's not a business growth mindset. That so it's interesting to hear you talk about that and how yeah. you're working on that has just suddenly helped your business absolutely take off. Because I, I know some of the background there.
2: I actually don't like people talking about 100k. For me, 100k is just not a right number. It's not a mm. goal mm. because everyone talks about 100k. Everyone talks about you know scale up to 100k per annum, scale yeah. up to, to six figures what does 100k mean to you as a person what does it bring you you know for me a better target would be 99 900 because at least i know there's some science behind it maybe and 100k is out of thin air
1: yeah very true yeah and, and certainly some of the consultants i work with they start at 200k another one's about to hit a million uh, wow. just three different Amazing. systems yeah so I like the fact that you say, let's get some signs behind it. It's actually leads me to a, another question I was wondering about is what should a business owner take into consideration before hiring their first or subsequent employees?
2: Well, I'm going to sound like a broken record now. <laughs> Cash flow <laughs> forecast. <laughs> yeah. No, I am. Um, yeah, again, I'm a massive advocate. Uh, absolutely grow your business, take on new employees, but know when you can take them on and know. Uh, and do it in a way that will not harm you or your business. Um, That's probably the main thing for me um, because it's easy to to get someone on board. It's easy to recruit good people. Well, not always easy, but easy. Um, But it then becomes quite difficult for some people when they realize that as a business owner, you you don't only have to look after your own mortgage payments. You have to look after other people's mortgage payments as well. And It's a lot of pressure uh, for a business owner. And unless you prepare for it, you get all your ducks in order and you know exactly what you're doing. Um, I think it could be very, very stressful. And by planning, by having a cash flow forecast, by knowing what you can do, you're taking the stress away, a lot of the stress you're taking away. So one of my clients, she was saying, she started working with me, I think it was in May, Uh, this year and she said to me I want to employ an extra uh, member of of a team she already had one she wanted another one and she said my timeline is November that's when I want to do it and we did some some exercises we looked into her cash flow forecasts and she actually managed to employ two people within the next two months so she's well ahead of her schedule because she understood from her cash flow forecasts how much money she needs? What's the gap that she's got? How can she cover this gap? So she was a letting agent. So she knew exactly how many more properties she needs to bring on to be able to, um, to have another person on board. Yeah. And, and, you know, just seeing this properly helped her make a decision. Do you know what? Now I can do it. I do not have to wait till November to bring, bring someone new. I can do it in July, because I know I've got enough money to do it and I need to find another five or ten properties to bring another one on. So she's scaled up, she she's grown quite dramatically uh, just by doing yeah. cash flow forecasts.
1: That's interesting from my marketing perspective, <coughs> doing the cash flow forecast and then saying, all right, let's aim for November to hit that target. And then that then creates a gap. Where are you now, where do you want to be in terms mm-hmm. of cash flow that equals about five properties? And in in the HR world, that equals five new clients. And then you can work backwards from there from your marketing plan to say, well, how many clients or how many meetings do we have to have to convert into one client? Well, let's say it's three sales calls. All right, so three of them. And how many leads do we need to get to be able to create three sales calls. Well, maybe mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, one in 10 or something. like that. You just keep working backwards and then you can actually yeah. have a plan that says, well, this is how many people I need to reach out to.
2: See what it all all comes back to. It all come, comes back to tracking your numbers. Yeah, yeah. You need to know your conversion rate. You need to know your starting point and you need to know your goal, your end point. So the same with cash flow. You need to know your starting point. Where are you now? And where, where do you want to get to? And work through them.
1: Now just imagine the person listening to this has done the right thing and they've contacted you and they said, I need some help with a cash flow forecast and a planning process, and they've built that out. So now they've got the cash flow plan in place. What are some concrete things that they could do to improve cash flow?
2: There's one that I see very, very often, and it's pricing. If you don't get your pricing right, you are basically damaging your own business and you are damaging your own cash flow at the same time. Yeah. Um, Get your pricing right, and you're gonna fly. So this cash pricing is actually the biggest issue when it comes to business owners. Uh, it affects their cash flow so so much. Uh, but not everyone realizes that you know pricing is an issue. Quite often, people think when they look into cash flow and think about business finances, they immediately look into the cost side because they think like, oh, I need to cut down on costs. Yeah. Ninety percent of, from my experience, ninety percent of business owners. The problem is not with costs, the problem is with pricing.
1: Yeah, and I've seen a lot of that during the pandemic where people were just giving away lots of free advice Mm -hmm. or really cheap services and things like that, which is nice to a degree, but you still have bills to pay and you've got, uh, uh, I don't know, almost a responsibility to play your part within the economy because that Mm -hmm. feeds the downstream suppliers, et cetera, et cetera. So just giving away stuff low price or or freeze is not necessarily the best way to do it.
2: Yeah, I'm very much against giving discounts um, Mm. to your offer because why would you give a discount if you're not giving less of a service? For me, discount is, you know, I'm going to cut down on on the price because I'm giving less of a service. So if you're suggesting to someone, I'm going to give you a discount, but I'm still going to do the same, you're devaluating yourself. And again, that's going back to your money mindset.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You're so
2: connected, all of them. Yeah.
1: I think you're right with the, I love the old eighty twenty principle and I suspect that pricing is responsible for 80% of your yeah. opportunity to improve your cash flow, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how could listeners get better with finances and managing cash flow, et cetera, within their business, especially if they haven't done much of it before?
2: First of all, don't be scared. Um, be consistent with it. Start small steps. No one is asking you to be an accountant. And I actually... Uh, that, you know i i say to people do not try to be an accountant because it's really really boring to be an accountant <laughs> be some be a business owner know what you need to know know what you need to understand and how to use it in your business to make better business decisions um so small steps um get to know your you know if you start doing your cash flow forecasts do not be scared and I had clients that were, they said to me, I've never done a cash flow forecast. It was so scary. It was so terrifying. And I'm like, and that's normal. If you've not done it before, you should be scared. That's why I'm here to help you do it. And once we do it together, it's going to get so much easier. Now, the key is to stay consistent with it. Um, it's like with going to the gym, right? If you want to build really good muscles, if you go to the gym once, let's face it, nothing is going to happen. But if you go to the gym consistently over a period of time, you will see your muscles appearing and you will look better. The same with finances. If you do your cash flow forecast or if you do your price review once and then just stop doing it, not a lot is going to change for you. But if you do it consistently over a period of time, then the magic will start happening. Then you will start building this finance muscle that will help you grow your business.
1: Definitely, yeah, I like that. One quick question: When we were starting out in business, there, there wasn't much in, in the way of technology and fintech. And what are your thoughts on cash flow planning and managing your finances using software, whether they be the the Wave apps or the um, Zero accounting systems? What are your thoughts on that for small to medium businesses?
2: Um, well, Zero is great. I am Zero certified, and I love Zero. Absolutely love Zero. I, I use it in my own business because it takes away a lot of things. That we were used to do, kind of manually, in the past. Um, but I, at the same time, I do understand it's not for everyone. Small businesses, like very, very small sole traders and and single man bands, quite often they can get away with with a, just a nice spreadsheet. To be honest, as long as they keep on track uh, and they keep on top of it. Um, I, I love Zero because it was a system that was made for business owners. It was never a system aimed at accountants. Right. And accountants don't really like it. Well, they do like it, but they don't like it because you know the reports that accountants are used to, things that you can do with the system, you just can't do it with zero. Zero is made for business owners to be easy, to be, you know, you can be self-trained on zero and you can do quite a lot. Um, I, I yeah, I really love it. However, for my cash flow purposes. I I tend to use Excel spreadsheet. It just works better for people than trying sure. to use zero.
1: Yeah, stick with what you know. Uh, look, Alexandra, you've shared so much valuable information and good insights and, and good prompts, actually, for, for all of us listening to take some action Great. on different stuff. If someone wants to work with you, learn from you, do something else uh, regarding their business with you, what should they do next?
2: Uh, well, the best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Um, I'm pretty much only on LinkedIn in terms of social media. I I share there every day some sort of hints, tips, uh, videos, and stuff that you can do. Uh, I do offer some workshops from time to time as well. Uh, But yeah, definitely connecting with me on LinkedIn would be absolutely amazing.
1: Excellent. All right. Well, if you're listening to this on the go, check the show notes, and I'll have Alexandra's LinkedIn profile, their own website, there available for you. Alexandra. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much for for joining me today and for sharing your insights. I've really enjoyed the chat.
0: Thank you very
2: much. It was a pleasure. It was really,
0: really good. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business.